Hey there, rugby fans. This is Jeremy back again with views from the lineout. Uh, so in this episode, what we're going to talk about are the Aviva Premiership semi-final games between Exeter and Saracens and then Wasps and Leicester Tigers, uh, as well as a couple of things associated with the Lions Tour, and then also uh, London Irish versus Yorkshire Carnegie and the race for promotion to the Aviva Premiership for the 2017-2018 season. Uh, but before we really get into the pod, I hope you guys are all enjoying it. And if you are, then please subscribe to the podcast in iTunes, uh, rate it, review it, then share it with anybody you think might be interested in it. The same for other listening formats such as SoundCloud or TuneIn and things like that as well. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter, so social media really. So Twitter is at Jeremy Springall, and that is J-E-R-E-M-Y. S-P-R-I-N-G-A-L-L. I would love to hear from you guys in terms of thoughts, comments. If you have any feedback from the pod as well. So if you disagree with me, I'd love to hear from you on it just for a few comments on there and things as well. We start a conversation going, see if I can change your mind or see if you can change my mind. Then there's also Facebook. So facebook.com slash views from the line out. Then you can also hit it up on there. So follow, subscribe, things like that. That'd be great and awesome, actually. So I look forward to hearing from you. But what we're going to do now is get into the podcast, really. And we're going to start off with the Aviva Premiership semifinals. Um, and really, the first one I'm going to talk about to begin with is Wasps versus Leicester Tigers. So what a game. <laughs> I think it's better to say this was um, nip and tuck the entire way through. And, you know... It, it's funny because quite often in semi-finals and big games, teams can tighten up and it doesn't quite become the spectacle you sort of want it to be. But yeah, this one was tight. So final score was Wasps 21, Leicester 20. So one point in it. Half time, Wasps were up by three points. So 16-13 against Leicester. Uh, both teams scored two tries. I mean, it was it really came down to penalties and a try at the end from Josh Bassett. Uh, that was then kicked over by Jimmy Gopeth, really, to win it for them. Super close shave, super close shave between them. And it was, it, yeah, I mean, there was some real sort of stuff going into this game. So Leicester have had three managers throughout this season. So Richard Cockrell, who they uh, sacked in January after almost eight years at the helm. Then there was also uh, Aaron Major, who was there at the same time before he got moved on. And now it's Matt O'Connor back. Um, and ahead of this, there was also a lot of people who um, rallied around Tom Young's after the news of his wife and her terminal illness that came out previously. And so there was a lot of emotion in the place for um, for Leicester Tigers in this. And they, they've not really looked kind of that great throughout the season. But somehow, you know, they've managed to get themselves into the semifinals. And what a shot they gave it. They really put Wasps under the pump. They took them on through the middle which kind of is a bit worrying for Wasps that they've seemed to have this really soft underbelly and in the set piece as well. But as soon as they get the ball out wide, they, they can really go for it, they, especially with a back line that contained people like Willie LaRue, Danny Cipriani, Jimmy Gopeth, Kirtley Beal as well, although he went off injured and um, kind of looks like he could be a serious doubt for the final as well, which would be a really big blow to them. But I was surprised as well because Christian Wade sort of looked anonymous throughout the game. And especially for the like the Beetham try, my God, that pass from Freddie Burns. To even consider taking it on, let alone executing it, was 
unbelievable skill and ability. And I think if you've listened to the pod previously, you'll have heard me talk about how I feel Leicester are actually going to lose by letting Burns go and taking Ford in. Because Burns, over the last five, six weeks, has really carried this Tigers team and has shown the sort of form that got him an England call-up not too long ago for the tours in New Zealand. And Bath, I think I can only see him really fitting into the way that Bath want to play his hometown club. So that's going to be uh, a bit of an interesting one. But, you know, the Wasps, yeah, they kind of got done in the scrum. They're down to the bare bones in some of their propping positions, though, through injuries and stuff like that. And it really took um, a bit of an effort from the back row. Even then, like it really took Guy Thompson coming on towards the end to change it, and excuse me, and also Paul, um, Dan Robson as well to really up the tempo and start getting them back into the game. Because Leicester looked like they'd got on top and were completely dominating, and Veanu was just tearing it up all over the place. Genge was like a raging bull with like snorting smoke out of his nostrils, carrying. Um, and as soon as actually Leicester, as soon as Cole went off, I'm kind of I can be a bit critical of Dan Cole at times. I don't, you know, gives away a lot of penalties. Seems to look a bit bemused when decisions go against him. But he was the cornerstone of that forward pack effort from Leicester. Um, there, he really like as soon as he went off, Wasp started to gain penalties in the scrum, which they weren't doing before. So um, yeah, one point difference at the end, kind of surprising. Wasps have been on a bit of a, a blip recently. Their only win was against Saracens in like... I mean, it was since they lost to Worcester a few weeks ago. They've been on this... Their form hasn't been as great. They've not had the spark as much. It, I don't know. It's tough. But they did finish top of the league for the first time in their history in terms of the playoffs uh, section. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just think they're going to get done over in the final. But I could talk about that later on anyway. But it was it was a really enthralling game and just what you want to watch rugby for someone that was to and fro, down to the final few minutes. Absolutely spectacular. But um, yeah, talk about final few minutes then. The Exeter Chiefs-Saracens game, which ended 18-16 to the Chiefs. Six all at half time. Um, yeah, I mean, Saracens, they, they looked like they were just knackered for part of the game. Just hanging on in there and, and Exeter really decided to go after them especially after the disappointment in the final last year where they lost out to uh, Saris but didn't really fire a shot until the last 20 minutes. They went after them early and they were looking dangerous the whole time. Play, like Welcome back, Phil Dolman at fullback made a big difference. Ian Witten looked fantastic in that game, making big hits, carries. Stuart Townsend, I was surprised they started instead of Will Chudley, but he more than justified his selection. And um, Really, I mean, Saracens didn't really come to life until Shark Brits came onto the pitch and started doing stuff as well. But they just, Exeter just looked fantastic. Ball in hand, they love to hit their straps and just throw it out wide and fling it about. And I actually really like Exeter. I'm a big fan of them. Having come through the divisions, invested heavily in their kind of academy and youth setup where you, and Dolman was with them in the lower leagues. So to come from that all the way through is unbelievable commitment. And you've got, like, now came through the youth system. Your Townsend has come through it. Cowan Dickey has come through it. You've had, like, so many players have come through there. It's just Sam Simmons has come through there. Slade has come through there. They were in their, like, squads. They're really investing in their academy, and it's starting to show dividends. And as soon as, I mean, as soon as Exeter, like, conceded the try from Mike Ellery, where he went over, um, I was like, oh no, that's it. Saris, typical Saris, they just know how to win. They can grind out a result, 
even if they're not on top form. Um, I was like, that's it, game over. Especially with like, I mean, it was unfortunate Farrell missed the kick because it only kept them then three points up. And then it, it was like received um, back from them. from the So Exeter kicked off Saris. They kick it back into the Exeter half. Exeter love to run it from deep. They always have done, and I imagine they always will do. Um, and Jackson Ray came up with like a, a rip on the ball, but unfortunately went forwards, which then led to an Exeter scrum. And throughout the game, Exeter scrum was looking mighty impressive. Harry Williams was unbelievable mountain in this game he really took that front row of Saris apart which is quite surprising because it doesn't happen very often um so from that scrum they forced the penalty and even then it was still like 70 meters <laughs> until the Saris try line and up steps Henry Slade and I tell you he's got some cojones on him to be able to take that kick on because I was like right just put it on the 22 line out drive him all milk another penalty go for the three points extra time and win it from there no, he wasn't having any of that. He was like everything or bust, basically. And he just pumped it into the corner. I just remember watching it open mouth like gobsmacked, jaw hitting the floor, just to go for that kick and execute it for a five-meter line-out with about two minutes, a minute to go, with Exeter's pack having been on top at the set-piece all game, really stuck them in that position the crowd were going crazy they're mental with a tomahawk chop going like the clappers oh what a just and then and then great throw from yendel to hit his man in the line out set it up sam simmons he's there he's at the back he scored a few of these this season just like putting the power on and then the backs are starting to join in everybody started to get involved they're like the crowd's going crazy it's the Saris are stopping them and this the more starts to splinter and you can sort of see Sam Simmons out the side with the ball exposed and then he sort of gets himself back in there and then they regather and drive again oh it was unbelievable tension what drama tension everything that game had everything and it just goes to show you don't need these like giant like 30 40 point score lines to to have a great game because anybody who was a neutral beforehand who wasn't so sure about rugby and its merit after watching this game, they will be fully converted. And for me, that has been the best game of the season by far and probably one of the best I've seen in like the last 10 years easily. Um, and yeah, so Simmons went over. They basically <laughs> won the game. The crowd goes crazy. Um, it, oh, Rob Baxter and his coaching setup thoroughly deserve all the plaudits that go their way um, because it, it was spectacular. And, and, you know, it says everything. This says it all, really. So there's a quote from uh, Saracen's director, Rugby Mark McCall, about the Henry Slade kick where he goes, that was one of the greatest kicks of all time from Henry Slade. If he puts that somewhere else, I'm probably stood here talking about one of the greatest wins and one of the greatest fights from a team who are a little bit tired. Uh, That says everything about that kick and how that was. It just converted it. And Saris did look tired, but as soon as they got their noses in front, their energy level just shot up through the roof. And um, especially as they were unfortunate that players like Ashton in, in his last game for Saracens had to go off injured early. Rhodes went off injured early. It was, yeah, they sucked up a lot of stuff there. And like players like Billy Vunapola were out of this world good in that game. Turnovers, like busting people. It's, oh, what a game. So <laughs> I can't get enough of it. And um, so that leads into a final this weekend on Saturday of... Exeter Chiefs versus Wasps. 
So Exeter back again. Um, Was back there for the first time in a long time. This is going to be mighty exciting. Super impressive. We'll just have to see what happens in this one. But if Exeter play like they did, I just can't see Wasps getting any change from the game at all. Because Exeter attacks Saris right exactly where Leicester attack Wasps. And they nobody gets like change out of that from Saracens. But Exeter did. They got them on the backward roll. They were taken, taken them apart. And Wasps defensively aren't as good a side as... Saracens are so I can only see him being beat I kind of think Wasp's attitude is almost one of a bit like how Kevin Keegan's Newcastle were back in the premiership in like the early 90s where it's like oh you may score like 20 points but I guarantee we'll score 25 and so the defense is almost like a same part of their game because their attack is so good but yeah Exeter all the way for me on this one which would be absolutely phenomenal game I can't wait to watch it it's gonna oh it's gonna be brilliant but that kind of then leads into, I guess, um, the unfortunate news that Billy Vunapola won't be going on the Lions tour to uh, New Zealand this year due to um, a shoulder injury. Now, it's a, it's a big decision for him to basically go no, and I've heard several things from people in different podcasts as well about why this decision might be made. And it's kind of my sort of conclusion from it is, that it must have been a joint decision between the Lions, physio and strength and conditioning staff, as well as those of Saracens and then the player himself. And it, because if it wasn't a really serious injury, he'd be going. There's no doubt he'd be going. I mean, he didn't go on the last one. This is his first one to potentially go on. And to miss it in New Zealand as well is a really big blow for the for him individually. So I feel really sorry for him to have to make a decision like that. But then also for the Lions themselves, um, yeah, I mean, well, the good the good news for the Lions is they've still got Lupe Falatao and CJ Stander who are in top form at the minute as well. And that is, you know, so they're hardly bad replacements to have for Billy. But Billy at the minute is potentially the form number eight in world rugby. So he's definitely a big loss. But um I hope he recovers well and he's back in time for England and, you know, Saracens in the new year and stuff as well. Uh, I'm better and fitter than ever, but he's had two sort of major potential surgeries this year. So I guess that sort of speaks to the um, attrition rate within the Aviva Premiership and how physical and hard the demands of the league are. So then with the potential extension of the league to, well, the rugby season to 11 months, it's only going to make injury rates worse in my mind. And, like Christian Day of the uh, Professional Rugby Players Association has come out in favour of that. And I've talked about that previously on a different pod. So go back and listen to the other ones to hear my thoughts on that. But briefly, to summarise them, I, I just don't agree with an extended season. I think it's ridiculous. These players need to be protected. Um, their career is short as it is, and we don't want to make it any shorter through excessive injuries and things like that. So, yeah, but then, you know, for the Lions, there's potential injuries over Sean O'Brien at the minute, Ken Owens as well, and I think there's a couple of others. So, you know, there's potentially going to be some more call-ups, and the call-up for the Billy Vunapola replacement is James Haskell. So this guy of Wasps, England, he's going to be some like the third highest cap player on the Lions tour. So a vast level of experience, played in New Zealand for part of his career as well. So he knows what the rugby culture is about over there and everything. Um, not only that, he's meant to be a brilliant tourist, like completely bonkers, well, full of banter, full of everything. Um, so that'd be really exciting to kind of see him go. And it'll be his first Lions tour as well. 
Um, and, you know, it was like gutting for him to hear him say about how he felt about missing out, potentially never being a true kind of great of the game because that's what the Lions are. But for him to go is is pretty great news for him, really fun. Uh, and I hope he puts everything out there to show that potentially he should have been called up to begin with. So, um, yeah, best of luck to him. And hopefully he gets through the uh, the Viva Premiership final as well this weekend because then he'll be ready to go on the plane. But um, next thing, really then, okay, so we're talking to Viva Premiership again instead of the Lions. The race is being hotting up for the uh, promotion position from the championship in the playoff final. Uh, and actually, so Wednesday, which is today of recording this, uh, has been the second leg of the final. So uh, between London Irish and Yorkshire Carnegie. And oh, look at the scoreline from this game. Um yeah, so halftime was London Irish 22, Yorkshire Carnegie 20. Um, London Irish won the first leg, so they were already up on aggregate points, and that's its total score of the two ties that determines promotion. Um, final score, okay, London Irish 55, Yorkshire Carnegie 48, which gave an aggregate score of 84 to London Irish and 66 to Yorkshire Carnegie. So congratulations, London Irish, on your promotion back to the Aviva Premiership after a year in the Championship. I used to live in Reading, so I used to go and watch London Irish a bit. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was sad to see them go down, but they didn't play particularly great rugby that year. Um, they had a big change in terms of their relegation, in terms of coaching setup. So Tom Coventry left the club, and they brought in ex-players um, to do the coaching. So Nick Kennedy, their second row, became the director of rugby, and he was getting assistance from fellow ex-players like Declan Danaher, George Skivington, Paul Hodgson, who were like legends around that club. So many games, a lot of time through their career there. And they were also getting a bit of help from ex-London uh, Irish former player, uh, Brendan Venter, who was um, technical director at Saracens before. He's been doing a bit of work with Italy rugby and more recently as the defence coach at South Africa. So they seem to be getting their ducks in a row in terms of building a solid foundation. Now they're going back up. It'll be interesting to see what kind of signings they make because the season starts in about three months. So they, I feel that they certainly need to make a number of signings, particularly probably at centre. Um, so just to really up their quality a bit more there, probably even the second row as well. Um, and maybe, I don't know, scrum half potentially. So we'll see how they kind of go. But um, congratulations on that. I mean, I'm looking forward to watching the highlights from that game because it looks a bit mental to have seen a 55-48 scoreline. Doesn't happen very often. Uh, London Irish got six tries. Yorkshire Carnegie, two, three, four, six tries as well. So it all came down to kind of kicks and penalties and things like that. Um, so, yeah, super interesting game. Um, and yeah, so no, that kind of pretty much sums up um, that part of the race of the Premiership final. So yeah, this weekend coming up is going to be Exeter Chiefs versus Wasps um, at Twickenham for the final. And also England versus Barbarians for just like a non-cap kind of game. Um, so that should be pretty interesting to see the squad that Eddie Jones puts out for that one, considering a number of players you know, aren't available for selection or have been selected for Lions. So he's kind of almost looking at a broader talent pool at the same time. Um, 
So that's it for this episode. And I hope you guys are enjoying it. Like I said at the start, you can follow me on social media. So Twitter at Jeremy Springall, and that is J-E-R-E-M-Y-S-P-R-I-N-G-A-L-L. Uh, Facebook views from the line out is facebook.com slash views from the line out. Uh, rate and subscribe, uh, leave comments, everything like that in the various places you get your podcasts from. And yeah, till next time, uh, enjoy. Enjoy.